right, guys. Question of the day is: I want you to name a movie that is was a staple, uh, whether now or uh, during your childhood, that you would watch like every year to get pumped up for Halloween. And like I said, I know I know D Hart. Maybe you don't watch. I know you don't like watching the same movies over and over. So you may not have one like currently, but maybe as as a kid, there was like something that got you pumped up. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a bunch of Halloween movies. Um, some of them called Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I initially was going to pick Halloween, and I was like, that's just too... It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on the nose a little bit. Uh, what is it called? The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Oh, yeah. I watched that one a lot, because that one was always on TV. Like, like 400 times a day. We didn't have a lot of Halloween-themed movies like on tape, so... Um, now I just watch horror movies. If I'm gonna get pumped up for Halloween, sometimes I just don't go in go in fresh. Yeah, I didn't no really have start. a didn't really have a staple Halloween movie. Uh, just for getting pumped up for it, because I don't know. I didn't feel like I really needed one. Like I'm kind of immediately always down for uh, you know autumn and fall seasons, which Halloween is definitely part of. It hits October 1st, and Cheech just skin turns into a costume. <laughs> I don't think... It's not so much it's October 1st and my skin turns into a costume, as it's just... I constantly watched, um, like, a certain set of fantasy movies whenever I was younger, which, by essence, are just people dressing up in costume with fucking swords. So... It's not exactly Halloween-themed, but it still counts for just getting dressed up and just carrying around stupid props. So, I don't know. Get, getting in the spooky mood, huh? Pretty much. The spood. Plus, one of those movies on rotation was 13th Warrior, and some of that's pretty spooky, actually. <laughs> it's like the least Halloween movie I can think of. I know, I'm well aware. Monsters in it. Or demons, or whatever the fuck you Eaters want Eaters of the Dead. Yeah, like I'm well aware it's not a, not a Halloween movie, but I just didn't like watch any around October. I think starting whenever I was like eleven or twelve, I did watch the actual movie Halloween and Halloween Two both, like leading up to Halloween usually, because we had them on tape after we moved into the house we lived in here. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't have, and I know I definitely watched them at least two or three different Halloweens. Leading up to it, so I don't think Halloween's a bad choice as a movie to watch before Halloween because how could it possibly be? <laughs> no, it's not at all. And yeah, it's it's weak that we all have the same generic answer, but <laughs> big fucking deal. I would pick um, just to kind of divert away from Halloween that movie, which is in my yearly rotation, uh, one that I always watch in October uh, is American Werewolf in London. That's a good one. I'm really glad but, you didn't say the one I just thought of. <laughs> Creep show. Oh, no. Uh, I do watch that a lot, but I watch that, like, throughout the year sometimes. You know, American Werewolf in London is, like, specially reserved for October. I don't even think it's set in October. No, it's not. Huh. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best werewolf movie ever. I mean, it just seems kind of like, it just seems kind of like that time of year, though. Doesn't it? Like, they're colder, they're wearing, like, jackets and stuff. They're on the moors. Yeah. I think being <laughs> on the moors, it's permanently fall. 
Also, I didn't think about this when I was talking, but uh, in my defense, as far as not watching uh, Halloween movies when I was younger, that's largely because I didn't watch spooky movies until, like, when I started hanging out with Steven regularly, which was, like, my senior year of high school. So yeah, I do remember Steven telling me something about you guys watching um, Event Horizon, and you're just, like, hiding under the covers the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Like, I... <laughs> that was, like, one of the first couple years that we were watching a lot of movies or a lot of horror movies when she's just first started yeah. hanging out which also for reference because i'm not sure that i've actually explained the series of events with that like on the podcast while we've recorded it was just like he's like hey man let's watch this fucking scary movie i'm like okay and it was like fucking really scary for me and then so like i'm sitting there i'm just like i'm fucking bugging out just watching this and then he's just like all right man i'm going to bed so he goes to sleep <laughs> i'm in there with joel because this, this time him and Joel were roommates, and Joel's like, all right, man, I'm going to bed too. And then he fucking turns the lights out on the way out of the room. And I, I finished the movie by myself. This was at like the halfway point. You didn't point. even finish it? No, I did. No, I, they didn't. No, so they didn't. They assholes. Left, they left me to my face. And like, I was just so just fucking wigged out, and I couldn't go to sleep after this, that I just went home. And like I woke up the next morning, and Steven's like, hey, man, where'd you go? I'm like, I couldn't sleep. I had to go home. And... <laughs> Like, it was, it was bad. That seems like a weird, well, I mean, I get why it would freak you out if you weren't, you know, experienced with horror movies, but that one in particular, you know, like, the ones that seem to actually scare people, like, uh, like, to the point where they're nervous is things that are happening in houses. Yeah. Not in space. <laughs> yeah. It... But technically, since we're on Earth, we are in space. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I think it has something to do with, like, creepy things running through closed spaces for cheats, too. Because he freaked out when we watched The Conjuring 2, whenever the, like, demon mom was, like, running through the fucking, uh, like, attic crawl spaces and shit. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, it is just enclosed spaces being caught with stuff. Also, um, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was, a uh, Cave movie? No, it was based on a Stephen <laughs> King novel. Uh, John Cusack was in a hotel room that he couldn't leave. Oh, 1408. 1408, when he gets up in the fucking ventilation system and there's just that fucking thing there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's shit like that and then just also just the creepy, ominous, like, I ain't got any fucking eyes now. Yeah. Or like, we may have gone to hell and just shit like that. <laughs> Why don't you just turn into like, fucking Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> we got we gone to hell. You're going straight to hell, slap nuts. Yeah. So, and like that that movie still kind of gets me now. Like I can get through it because like re regardless, like jump scares will always get me, even if I know they're there, because I startle super easy and it's really annoying. Because I'm just like, all right, here's that jump scare. I'm not gonna jump. Ah, fuck, I jumped this time. God damn it. Even when you know we're coming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I can, you have to let those go, because you realize that's just your body reacting to loud noise, <laughs> loud noise, hey! Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's almost always a sound that gets you. Call check! <laughs> Dun -dun -dun -dun. Loud noise! <laughs> yeah, on, on, the, on the, the, the fight or flight scale, I'm very high on flight, so. Phil, I don't know why, but what you just did reminded me of tentacles. Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck tentacles. Fuck it. Alright guys, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. And D Hart. And we're continuing Anthologies Month with a couple of picks by me. 
I decided to go with John Carpenter's Body Bags from 1993, as well as Cat's Eye, which is a collection of Stephen King stories from 1985. Yeah, rocking cat. <laughs> <laughs> which one do you guys want to go through first? Um, well, we could just do this chronologically and just go with Cat's Eye. Okay. Right. Plus, it's um, it's a Stephen King movie that's not a complete piece of shit. So. <laughs> right. Well, and more so an, an 80s Stephen King movie that's not a complete piece of shit. Right. There were very few. There was like <laughs> like two. There was like Firestarter and Pet Cemetery that weren't total pieces of shit in the 80s. What about Night Flyer, Stephen? That was the 90s. Also a piece <laughs> of shit. Was it in the 90s? It was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah I, I knew it was a piece of shit, but... <laughs> So yeah, it totally doesn't qualify. But a lot of those movies that you just listed, they were produced by Dino De Laurentiis. <laughs> mm. We just talked about him. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a re- there's a reason to talk about him in this one, because this one has Baron Harkonnen in the second story. From Dune. Don't, don't bring up Dune, D-Hart. Everyone knows you love Dune. Dune is fucking awesome and you know it. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that would mean something to me if uh, I'd actually watched or, or read. We're gonna have to get a, a, we're gonna have to have cheats watch Dune on his own and come and up with a render, an opinion. Yes, render his opinion unto us on the show. Because you're you're torn, aren't you, Phil? No, I like Dune. You like Dune? Don't you? I mean, go back and listen to the podcast. I obviously had issues with it, it being kind of a you know clusterfuck of a production, but. I think the movie is still really good, and I, that the story is really good. I tried to read the book, and I got about two and a half pages in. I just went, man, this is fucking dry as hell, and then I never touched it again. <laughs> dry because of desert. Because <laughs> <laughs> of all the spice. I can't it's sand. It's coarse and gets everywhere. <laughs> Let's just get back to this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, the IMDb synopsis says, A stray cat is the linking element of three tales of suspense and horror. And I guess if you wanted to say the stray cat is a linking portion of it, sure. He's very small. Uh, he's got a very small part in the first two stories and then a large part in the third yeah. story. Didn't uh, Trivia say there was like a cut prologue with the cat that would have connected him a bit more? I or... don't think you need that. I mean, it's clear the cat sees... Okay, so uh, the girl is obviously a shiner and is unaware of this. Yeah. And uh, sending him a distress message... Saying that he needs the cat's help. Or... Right. But well, the and cat also, is intercepted. Yeah, a couple times. Nice. The um, Did you guys catch all the references? There's a yeah. lot. I mean, there are Cuj- just, they're all over Cujo the place. <laughs> yeah, like, gets chased and... by Cujo at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they're nearly re- both hit by Christine. Uh, in the first story, he's watching uh, the Dead Zone. Yeah. Yeah. The mom in the last story is reading Pet Cemetery. Yeah. The the one connection I definitely didn't make Which makes was, sense. was Cujo, <laughs> because I actually haven't seen that movie. So just big rabbit dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. But. Also another eighty Stephen King movie that's not a total piece of shit. No, that's not too bad. You have a man walking around in a giant Saint Bernard costume, which is fucking hilarious, but there's not much when you can really actually tell when they've when the when the guy is doing the thing it's usually obscured by something. Right, so. right. It's kind of like uh, in Sandlot where they use the dog costume, except for in the back, the uh, the historic story when it's clearly just a giant fake fucking dog. Yeah, it doesn't even like 
It looks like a taxidermied lion, is basically what it looks like. <laughs> and the beast was grateful. Uh, this is actually the director of oh, Pluto. Okay. Louis Teague. Well, there you go. Makes sense. It totally makes sense now, guys. The first two stories are from Stephen King's short story collection, Night Shift. And then the third story is created specifically for this movie. Which makes sense, again, because Cat's Eye. And it's the most cat-related one. <laughs> right. Yeah. The first story is called Quitters Incorporated. And uh, it's got James Woods in it, which was an awesome surprise. Uh, I've actually never seen this movie, so I was pretty oh. um, I was pretty stoked to watch this. Fucking A, James Woods. Yep. Yep. Even if he's a crazy asshole. Well, he's... You're supposed to... I guess kind of relate with the crazy asshole in this one because he's he's uh, quitting smoking. Yeah. Which is the best thing on the planet. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, honestly, like, I kind of want to read the, the short story for this after because like, the idea of Quitters, Inc. is fucking intense. Oh, yeah. It's basically a mob-run business. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, you're going to quit smoking. Or yeah, else, but... well, first we're going to... Uh, kidnap and torture your wife then we're gonna do your daughter and then we're gonna send someone out randomly mm-hmm. to rape your wife and uh you don't want to know what happens on the floor yeah he just shows him a gun and he says we give up well i think he just shoots him yeah like he's like well i'm not gonna bother with this anymore i'm just going to kill you and then you won't be able to smoke anymore <laughs> like that's how we'll solve this problem we have 100 percent success rate among yeah, the still uh, living you see that he is he is being followed just like uh they promised yeah, to the point where there's just a fucking soaking wet dude in his fucking closet. Yeah, he's just hiding in his house, watching. Well, but wait. Now that I think about it, the water only came after the scene was, like, almost over, so maybe he's pissing his pants. Nah, it was actually just an, an error in production, I guess. Or something I didn't think through. It's actually in the trivia. There's no there's no wet footprints. Um, there's but, dry footprints, actually. Yeah. It's really kind of a clusterfuck. Yes, effects-wise. <laughs> I mean, if his if his boots were wet with like semi muddy water, then it and then when that water dried, it would have left those du- dusty footprints. But there's a lot of fresh water on like before the footprints. It, right. It doesn't make it's sense. Really, yeah. But it's you get really... the idea. Someone has been in his house. <laughs> Precisely. In the middle of the night. <laughs> and he didn't end up smoking a cigarette that the guy almost caught him smoking. Like he was about to. If the guy yeah. hadn't have fucked up and bumped into the door, it would have been over for him. Or maybe. Phillips right, and he just put the boots in the closet, then pissed on him. <laughs> I mean, he was just marking his territory. You gotta show him who's boss. <laughs> He's being followed around. Like I said, he he almost gets caught in his house smoking, and then, um, you know, is when he visits his daughter. Is that also Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I want to say that it is. It is. Okay. They just dressed her up to try to make her not look like Drew Barrymore, but. Like, they gave her a really awful haircut and huge glasses. They're trying and to she's basically... also the girl on the commercial or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's feeding the cat food in the commercial. I can't remember what the food is called. It's not Fancy Feast. It's like a Stephen King brand. They were really trying to ride those fire starter waves into this My movie. favorite part of this is, uh, okay, so he cracks, he cracks like, uh, when he's in traffic. Very stressful, you know. Yeah. And he it's just hot. accidentally, I mean, he wasn't even, he was only looking for another tape to listen to because that one had just broken that he was listening to. Yeah. When he got in his glove box, there happened to be some cigarettes in there. They probably planted them. Yeah, probably uh, so. But it like, seems like a weird thing to do. I don't even if they smoke. Want to quit. 
Like, I don't even smoke, and I completely understand being in a situation like that of just like, fuck, I need a cigarette. And, like, that traffic jam at that bridge is a great example of that. He takes a look around, and it's like, nobody looks suspicious. And then I... <laughs> That's such a stupid conclusion to reach. Like... Yeah. And also, it's just the mob. They're not, like, the CIA. You could very easily smoke in secret. Like, they can't watch you inside the interior of a building in a room where you're completely alone. Or a room with no windows. Right, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. and what's crazy to me is that he clearly believes that they're watching him, even from the like offset. It still does, but he still smoke. He still gets ready to smoke in his little office right by the fucking window. Yeah, what a goddamn moron! If he was smart, he would have smoked in the closet <laughs> where, where the, the, the guy was. was. Yeah, not only that, but he's like, at this point, they've literally threatened to rape your wife and hurt your child. Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident you could definitely. You know, not smoke. <laughs> first of all, like, what does that say about how much you give a shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it. I mean, it's really not bad once you get past like the first day. Well, for some people, it's not. Yeah. It, it's either way. Within a week, you know, you're pretty much over it, but you still want to smoke at, always. <laughs> it depends if you go to a party and literally 250 people are just blowing smoke into your face the entire time. Well, that's what it gets for being in the in 1985. And what about, like, his buddy, like, trying to peer pressure him into smoking? <laughs> oh, you'll yeah, never come quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally how it was. Like, yeah. everyone was always like, here, I have more know. cigarettes. That oh, like yes. <laughs> Whatever, man. Here, have more cigarettes. I've seen people... I, I, in my lifetime, I've seen people give other people shit about, like, oh, yeah, you're going to quit smoking. Here, have one. Basically, they just don't want to be the only moron still smoking. <laughs> so they just want everyone else to smoke because they know they're not going to quit. That's what his asshole friend is. Or he's hallucinating that because there's a ton of hallucinations oh, in that scene. But the reason why I, I, I was trying to progress the plot forward was uh, when he's in the office and they're torturing his wife in the electric room, yeah, which they demonstrated with the cat, which is the only connection with the cat in this entire short story. Right. The guy says, "Oh, yeah. fiddlesticks!" Right. And he gets the gun knocked <laughs> out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> fiddlesticks, indeed. Yes. And oh, fiddle dee dee. Well, the, so the cat, the cat being electrocuted, isn't the only connection because the cat kind of helps out here in this scene a little bit, like. He's distracting the guy, and the guy, like, sort of tries to chase after him, and, like, oh, yeah. James Woods the, is almost able okay. to get the gun. The, he says fiddle sticks when the cat runs away. Right. And then he gets the gun knocked out of his hand. Because he, you know, he caught that cat at the beginning of the movie, and so that meant he wasn't going to have to go get one, like, So they can demonstrate place. that they have an electric room. Yeah. Right. Which, as I was discussing... Where they play covers of music. <laughs> As I was discussing with Phil prior to us, what an evil room! <laughs> it is an evil room. Uh, I I was very concerned that they may have actually done something to the cat, like for real. Uh, I didn't find it in the trivia, but I don't know if that would be in the trivia. I mean, I feel like they probably would have covered it up if they did. Yeah, it's the fucking eighties. Who knows? Yeah. As we've discussed many times before, I think up until like. Oh, I don't know. Mid '90s is perfectly okay to just murder the shit out of animals in movies. Well, so. no, it really wasn't. But like, I think it was a lot easier then to just be like, "Oh, hey, guy who's on set specifically, your exact job is to just make sure no animals are harmed in the making of this movie." 
you want some, you want to go smoke outside for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> they just get that guy from the party to take him out. It's like, oh, come on, man. Are you, <laughs> are you smoking yet? He's got like 75 cigarettes and eat, in between each one of his fingers and there's just cigarettes in his oh, ears. Oh, yeah, this is a hallucination. Right. <laughs> but it's just amazing, though. Like, that whole scene where everyone is just, there's just smoke everywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, every one of those motherfuckers in that scene are just dead now from cancer. Except for James Woods, obviously. He's only alive because Actually he's part vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> immune. Well, because of Quitters Incorporated. They got him off those death sticks. So, <laughs> um, death stick. he's now been proven, because he does end up smoking in traffic. They bring her, his wife there, they electrocute her in front of him. And then... Only a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> enough. She's barefoot, so she's getting she's getting the good juice. Her hair's sticking up and everything else. Um, so it fast-forwards to, I think, what is it, six months later? Yeah. And but... he's, getting, he's doing a weigh-in because he's like, oh, by the way, not only are we forcing you to quit smoking, but now we're going to control what you weigh. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know this is well, never going to stop. It, it, the way he takes it is as a, as a joke. And yeah, he, well, he's at dinner celebrating, and he sees like his friend that went through the same thing, and his wife. He's like, they threaten him with cutting his uh, wife's pinky off. Yeah, and uh, this guy's wife is missing a pinky, and it's like, ah, that's the big punchline of the movie. Yeah, except for that, no one ever thought they were kidding. They literally kidnapped your fucking wife and electrocuted her. You fucking idiot! It's not a joke. They're not just. <laughs> peer pressuring you into not smoking <laughs> they're literally gonna cut off your fucking wife's pinky if you gain but, weight like how long do they follow him for because like <laughs> for forever. Like forever yeah this is what it seems well like. the continuous monitoring is one month is what he, what he said like 24 hours a day you will be under the eyeball of one of our dudes i guess now it's just weigh-ins right to make sure that you know okay well, you're smoking you now you're gonna you're probably gonna get more appetite you know but yeah. you gotta keep that weight down or else <laughs> but why the why the weight the guy weighing him is fatter than he is. But what he doesn't fuck? smoke. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it, it's a, it's the smokers and the not smokers, man. That's what it has to do with things. It's a clash division. He has to make sure he's not smoking. He didn't have to play by the same rules because he's never smoked before in his entire life. What do you think it has to do with anything, Philip? You should fucking know this. Are you secretly a smoker? Is that where this is going? Come right. on, everybody's smoking. Yeah, see? See, what did I tell you? The peer pressure, it's real. Everybody's learning how. The weather outside is weather. <laughs> oh, so, the, oh, and the difference here is if you, uh, if you break down and start smoking, I'm just going to take your cat. Because I want your cat. Which would be way worse. <laughs> yeah. <actually. laughs> He's going to take, take your cat and electrocute you. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I'm just going to give the cat treats. Like, that's all that is. So... <laughs> He's like, I just want those. I just want to pet that cat and give it treats. So, um, the second story, uh, the cat only is only tangentially related to the cat. Once again, uh, the cat has made its way to Atlantic City, where yeah. uh, a couple of uh, high rollers are uh, <sighs> bidding on whether it will survive crossing the street. Yeah, and uh, it causes an accident and uh, thus survives. A multiple car. <laughs> this is one of those. Sweet stunts you really just only get in the 80s where they just really crash six cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I actually, really think I they think, might have. I'm pretty sure they composited that in. It's like a... Yeah. 
because they actually do a pretty good job. Like, of like, like they really let that cat just yeah. run out. Through like a, if they did do that, I was story. looking for the lines in the traffic scene because I was like, if nothing else, it would be too much of a pain in the ass for him to find another cat that is trained. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, this one so, does seem to follow some kind of direction. Yeah. So, I'm not sure how the fuck they did it, but well, I'm sure it. it just took a long. Maybe time. they just followed. They just followed it. It's like, okay, you do whatever you're gonna do. Well, they just had Drew Barrymore give it that fancy feast. Maybe she's an actual shiner. Maybe. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. You can train cats. Yeah, you can. It's just not fun. And also, <laughs> they still sometimes just do whatever they want. <laughs> like dogs? Yeah. Well, I think dogs you can get trained to a point especially, a little bit more ridiculously than cats. Especially dogs named Buster? Well, but Buster's never been trained to do anything except for be the worst. <laughs> it's half a cat, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, uh, the cat makes it across yeah, the street, and so the mob boss guy decides, Dude. or high roller, or whatever the fuck this guy supposedly is, he's clearly got <laughs> drug connections, and yeah, he can just call a guy, he'll come it's over like, to his house with a gun, so... Hey, uh, I I'll need you to bring over my bag of heroin to put it in this guy. <laughs> yeah, just a bag of heroin. Like, who has just a bag of heroin to just throw around? Well, obviously this guy yeah. is, you know, he's a... He's a dirty guy. Well, but I mean, the, the, <laughs> that whole bag of heroin's getting confiscated. Like, how much money is that? I guess it's I guess cheaper it's than paying it. the cops to just arrest him for no reason. So, um, the guy at the at the offset of the story, he's already aware that his uh, girlfriend or wife or whoever this girl is is. I think it's supposed to be his wife. That's his, his girlfriend. Wife. Well, it's the We're tennis guy's the... girlfriend. Oh, and the I'm high sorry. roller's wife. I follow. My yeah. bad. So the high roller is like already got somebody named Ducky tracking, uh, the. Uh, tennis coach and I assume he's a coach and the uh, and the wife she's gonna get out of town for a little bit and then he's gonna meet her somewhere I guess this is part of his plan to like throw off the scent or whatever because she's well, gonna he's go supposed one way to stick and, he's around go and uh, get some money out of the bank in the morning because yeah, but... this is back in the day when you had to wait for the bank to be open to get your money out well or and you couldn't just like access any ATM yeah, I was going to say, the other thing that it was back in the day before was, like, you couldn't just go into any place and get money. Yeah. Which is pretty much the case now. But, yeah. Gotta, gotta 1985 was a straight-up a... hellscape of not being able to get anyone to stop offering you cigarettes and not being able to get into the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and cell phones being, like, 150 pounds. So, um... He tells his his goon Ducky to go ahead and pinch him, and he uh, nab him. <laughs> they they smack him with a spare tire and th- handcuff him and toss him in the back of their car. And so the plan is, he's like, "Here's what's gonna happen: you have to walk out on the ledge of my high rise penthouse and walk all the way around the fucking building on this five inch fucking ledge. Meanwhile, I'm giving you all kinds of like funhouse pop out scares and crazy shit. Yeah, I really." I really dug this story. This is probably my favorite out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like you know, like a either a, either one of the classier Tales from the Crypt ones, or a, a, yeah, yeah, or yeah. A Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yes, I was gonna say it reminded me of like an Alfred Hitchcock film. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like how before he he has him out on the on the ledge, he's like, "You don't Welsh on your bets, do you?" He's like, "I never Welsh on bets." I, Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, anybody that looks you right in the eye and smiles as hard as they possibly can and say they never welch on it's bets. It's fucking Baron Harkonnen. He's cor- of course he's going to welch on his bet. Well, he technically doesn't, but it's just like the thing about 
like making bets of this nature is that there's always a way to there's always a catch well there's always a way to fucking <laughs> monkey's paw your way out of it and get yeah. still get what you want it's like well i never said she'd be alive when i gave her back to you yeah spoilers for this one yeah big fucking deal <laughs> <laughs> we were about to spoil it anyhow yeah yeah uh, apparently in the the book um which i or the short story rather i imagine to be way more intense i'm actually going around the ledge but uh in the book the mafia boss or whatever you want to call him i guess he just doesn't fuck with him it's just when he gets there he's just like yeah i already killed your girlfriend i didn't think he'd make it like it's just it so well see that that makes a little bit more sense because in this one it seemed like he was pretty sure he was gonna make it because he already had like a whole like gimmick worked out with like a hitman that was gonna come in whenever he said all right all right and it was like all these like very specific it's like ah and here's a bag of money and also a head well, we... i think once he's made it more than halfway across you go ahead and say ah fuck it killer yeah <laughs> let's let i mean he was going to anyways. yeah <laughs> which also uh, i think this gets the uh npm uh, stamp of approval for the best uh pigeon kick in a movie oh it was so fucking funny dude mainly because First of all, this pigeon is just pecking the shit out of his leg to the point where it's fucking bleeding. And then the way the camera, like, switches, it, like, switches to the side of the little cubby that he's in so it you can't see him anymore. A feather cannon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you even hear, like, a... <laughs> I think there's, like, a little squawk in there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. 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 Ah! Which, pigeons are just the, the fucking rodents of the sky. Well, anyway. see, the thing is, this pigeon doesn't even die from this football cake this dude delivers well, to it. I think that they're. I think they're just man-eating pigeons on a <laughs> Well, I mean, if this is a typical scheme that he does, then maybe the pigeons know that yeah, the men well, are coming. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to wait for him to splatter on the ground, and then I can easily get to his bits. I can just start picking at him now. Yeah, I mean, I could be the so, first. Oh, I could hardly wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he makes it all the way around after some hijinks we don't really need to tell you about. He just basically jumps out and scares him a bunch of times and shoots him with a fire hose. Yeah, that really should have put a lot more uh, pressure on the whole situation because he's he would have been there. freezing cold. Like and even it, if it was like hot like, that day. What if your shoes get wet? Yeah, his shoes were wet. He was drenched. <laughs> you're on a fucking yeah. ledge. He made it worse yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, he almost falls off. Like he's hanging from like a piece of the sign that's on the side of the building. The cat is watching indifferently. Yeah, he's just like, huh. <laughs> it's hard to make a cat. Yeah, concerned. they don't emote. Yeah, they're, they're like, I'm not going to tell you what I think. Yeah, the most you really get out of cats, even if they, if, even if they like you a lot, is just the narrow of the eyes and the turning of the ears, and that's it. Yeah, yeah right. So. Like you have to really yeah. pay attention if you want to know if that cat is thinking a particular thing. So he makes it in and he kisses the the patio and he's like, "Fuck yes, I did it." And he goes in there and he's just there's a hitman with a fucking silenced, you know pistol and he's like oh so yeah you're just you're just definitely gonna kill me anyways and he's like ah but i didn't well show my bet i'm just a sore loser and throws down the bag full of money and head and uh <laughs> through some crazy turn of events mostly again slightly involving the cat yeah it's another fiddly sticks moment where exactly. the cat jumps out the door and uh that's enough of the distraction <laughs> yeah cat trips the assassin guy with the pistol so, uh, the tennis player, by the uh, way, was able to get it. 
is this not the most pitiful assassin you've ever seen? Oh, he's yeah. the worst. I think he just took his dumbest employee and just dressed him as a, an assassin. Oh, I think so, too. Because there's the, yeah. that's the only explanation. I was really upset that Ducky was gone. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, if you have such a great goon, you want to you wanna keep him around. <laughs> and he has that great, like, only Stephen King could write it dialogue where he's just like, Hey, is for because he like the first time he's like kidnapping him, he's like, "Hey, man!" and he's just like, "Hey, it's for horses, but pigs hey, don't eat it because they don't know how." <laughs> and then he just keeps <laughs> saying that over and over, and it's like, "What the it's fuck like, are you talking oh, about?" Pigs will literally way, eat anything. That's his way of saying "shut up." <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So um, he gets the upper hand. He shoots the he shoots the quote unquote hitman, and then he forces the mob boss guy out onto the ledge to do the thing he just had to do. I'm assuming once he got back around. Oh no! Wait, he does fall off, doesn't he? He, he falls does off, fall off whenever the pigeon. Whenever yeah, the, that's the fucking evil him. pigeon. God damn it! Yeah, because because at some point he he had a horn and he lands right on it that he dropped and yeah he just lands on it just which and the uh, cat's watching from like ground level and it's just like yeah motherfucker yeah. yeah which another another difference between it and the short story not that it matters that much but just just to point out. Uh, in the short story, it ends whenever he gets the the uh, mafia boss like actually on the edge, and then he just says, even if he makes it back around, he's just gonna shoot and kill him. Yeah, I mean that that's what I assumed they were gonna do, and that's why I had it in my head like this is the end of the story because that actually seems like a way more Stephen Kingish ending. Yeah. It's just like you can pretty much fill in the details of what happens now. With your own evil imagination. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good with him falling and landing on the horn. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was cool, too. I think they just did that because they are like, ah, oh, this is a movie. We need to movie it up a little bit. Yeah, and plus, you know, he's the victim in this. You want him to come out more or less clean. Yeah. So, <laughs> he didn't have to actually shoot the guy in the face whenever yeah. he came back around, basically. So instead of Chekhov's gun, it's Chekhov's horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he gets. <laughs> So, um, Cat gets a ride to Wilmington, North Carolina, yep. <laughs> which is a really random, like, happenstance, because Stephen had not seen this movie. What was really funny is, I was I was watching this about the time that Stephen put in the group chat, it's like, oh, this is in Wilmington, I recognize these streets, and like... It had just flashed up on the screen, just Wilmington, North Carolina. And, I was, and like, I'm mentally thinking to myself, like, yeah, it says it on the screen, Steven. But I figured he just started it, so I didn't give you shit for it or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it puts it before this, like, as the story starts. You, could, you couldn't have possibly, he mu you must have missed that, because it's before anything. It doesn't no, show anything I, You meant just all of the movie in general, right, Steven? Like, you recognized it? Film, the whole movie was filmed in Wilmington. But in the... Yeah. All of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure the only thing that you see out of Atlantic City... Well, I don't think you see any of it. Well, that's what I'm City. saying. Like, some but of you it... You do see, like, some stock footage in New York. Yeah. Because somehow the cat goes... I think it gets stuck on a boat the first time. Because it's in Wimbledon, and then it goes to New York, and then New Jersey. And then it catches it. It gets chased onto a car, and then it just gets taken to Manhattan. Oh, not a car, a, uh, a, the back of a truck by Cujo. That's where the, that's how the cat gets oh, yeah. in there in the first place. I, I'm just trying to remember how. The first scene of the movie has the cat running by the Wilmington Tobacco Dispensary. See, that was where I, that was the thread I missed. I didn't understand he was in Wilmington to start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, it, he must have just been, because what the fuck? It's what's complicated. Being, <laughs> what's being packed up in Wilmington 
that needs to be shipped directly to fucking Manhattan. I just assumed this was coming from New Jersey because, like, 90% of everything's made in New Jersey. Spoilers. The store where, like, he sees the little, the shining girl, you know, in the in the mannequin. Yeah. Uh, that's on Princess Street downtown, which is where, like, Wake and Bake Donuts is and, like, uh... <laughs> uh, uh yeah, <laughs> like a couple other places that we've been. Like, it's it's right downtown. We've walked on that street, Phil. So, yeah, the whole thing. We open minute. up at 4.20 a.m. No, <laughs> <laughs> gotta make those donuts. Fucking 4.20 a.m. is the best thing I've ever heard. There's actually... There's a quite a few Stephen King movies that have been filmed in Wilmington. I I know Silver Bullet was, which we podcasted that I believe. We did. Right? Yeah. I think North Carolina has one of the better states as far as like getting tax breaks for making movies. Yeah, well, it did time. at the time for sure. Well, they've they've um, taken it away and brought it back a couple times. I think. Plus, I imagine just. I was gonna say not only that, but Wilmington is like uh, one of the best filming locations in the United States just because it has like all the different environments. Like it's got like that old classy downtown river city it's also got swamp it's got beach it's got uh like a big city looking area so that's what i was getting ready to say like north and south carolina i feel like have probably some of the most varied environments for stuff like that in the united states yeah for sure and it's way cheaper like i know a lot of iron man 3 was filmed in uh, wilmington and uh it's a lot cheaper than filming in la where a lot of that movie takes place under the dome also i think a little near there yep um because that half cow was in that store we went into. Yep, Firestarter was filmed here. The only reason anyone should go in that store, by the way. It was like boxes of like vintage Count Chocula for... <laughs> and it's not even... <laughs> yeah, it was bullshit. There was like a Go-Gurt box in there. <laughs> Expired. <laughs> yeah. Expired Count Chocula. Marvel. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the famous uh, first two Ninja Turtles movies were filmed here, too. Uh-huh. Which is really the most important thing, if you think. Yeah, about it. because you we just you can just drive by April O'Neil's apartment all the time. Yep. Yeah, well, you probably yeah. notice we haven't talked about this much because there's really not a whole lot going on. Yeah, the movie the movie doesn't really. Stories are kind of kind of linear and not too complicated, and it's just kind of, and it's quick. It's a short movie. It's only like an hour and thirty minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, even with the the last story, which is the one original to the movie, like it's pretty straightforward um little troll uh that she's been mentioning uh lives like in her wall and apparently this troll just goes around which also i really like the trolls uh facial animations yeah uh, I, I don't know like a mixture of like what practical effects they use but I really well uh, in some of the scenes it's a guy in a suit oh, yeah, yeah definitely other times i think it's a like a big puppet yeah um but it is uh, trying to steal her breath and kill her, and so, we we get a we get a, a nice uh, cat fight between the two of them. A part of this, like the part of the like setup for this is like that the cat is has arrived back in Wilmington after taking the train, because I guess he was like, "Fuck, what about that little girl I that shined to me seventeen times in the last two uh, parts of the story?" And so he goes back there, and then. They show us a monster vision of the troll going in her house. And so, I don't understand. She was already saying, like, she was already shining the cat to come suffer from this troll. But meanwhile, the troll was not there yet? Oh, I think it was already there. Or it was just coming back from its day of doing whatever trolls do? I think what it does is it comes out at night, steals her breath, 
and it's like progressive, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it was approaching the house. Is my point. Like, it wasn't even anywhere near the house. It was crossing. They had like the creature vision, and it going (laughs) as it was running around. And you think it's? You might have thought you might have been like half paying attention and not really thinking about that it was like making monster sounds because I I thought it was the cat for a minute. But then it was making all these like laughs. Well, and no, stuff. I mean you can hear it. You you see it yeah, running s- before the cat. But yeah, I was it does. But it's like one right after the other. Maybe it leaves the house. Yeah, and that must be. I don't it know. was just troll shopping. That's what I say. What my actual takeaway from this was is, he had to go is get some cigarettes. Yes, from James Woods. He, he totally did. Uh, no, the what uh, D Hart said earlier, where she's a shiner but doesn't know it, because when the cat gets there, she doesn't she doesn't know the cat, even though she's mentally reaching out to it. I think it's just kind of like an automated like. Maybe like a dream response, like in her dreams or yeah. Mentally. But it's a dream premonition, yeah, of the thing arriving. The thing arrives the same day as the cat. Well, maybe that's it. That yeah. might be it. I mean, it's really not clear. It but... really doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not clear, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Really it just kind of threw me off because they. It took them a minute to mention that she was. She had been dreaming and had the theory that there was a troll in her wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I assumed it was there like, already. Yeah, that, I mean, she I said that it comes out. Of the wall right there. It's one of those, there's water underneath the shoes, the dusty footprints, kind of like, yeah. eh, we don't really know what we were going for here. We just wanted to have, like, a creature vision camera thing. That's what we <laughs> wanted to do. So, uh, you know, they adopt the cat slightly. Like, it's one of those... Mom doesn't like it. Yeah, she's bitching about it. Like, oh, it's gonna eat the bird. Well, who cares? And you don't have to buy fucking bird food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... And really, how And you know how that little girl is not cleaning that cage. No, not expensive. I mean, it's it not was like tiny. a it's not like a parrot where it's gonna live for eighty years. Yeah, this little thing. <laughs> what was it like? A it was like a parakeet. I don't even think it was that. Like it was one of those like very very small like a minor maybe bird, like maybe? a finch. Or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was bullshit. <laughs> and I'm glad the troll ate it. It didn't even have it had a generic name. His name is fucking Polly. Yeah, it couldn't have been more of a generic pet to have. But you didn't care about this fucking pet. <laughs> no, no one did. So, um, I, I guess the troll eats the the bird either as an aperitif. I think or... he's doing it to set up the cat. But wh- he's doing a t- stupid job of setting up the cat. Like, okay, so imagine this: the he goes up there to kill the bird, right? Climbs up the bird's like cage thing. It's like he's running all these risks of the girl waking up during all this. He could just walk over and steal her fucking breath and fuck the bird. But he's taking the time to first set up the cat That'll for the murder. You. It's like insane. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I, re- <laughs> I really just think the troll's an asshole. Well, he's definitely... Which, uh, yeah, which supports the theory that the what troll if, was never there before and she was just having a dream premonition. What if the troll has been sneaking into the mom's room every night to... <laughs> It seems like a real long game for a troll to play, but also trolls sometimes play the long game, so... I, well, they do. It could be. The whole uh, firstborn child stuff. You gotta pay Rebel the troll's toll. Yeah, before you wanna, <laughs> if you want to get in this boy's hole. So, um, the cat gets framed for the bird murder, and so she takes it to the pound... As a result, like, get this cat, it murder it, because yeah, like, it kills birds. Which is exactly what cats do, so the, I'm sorry. The mom is just so annoying. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's not, like, actively malicious. She just is like, oh, this is different, I don't like it. Like, the dad is way more chill about this whole thing. And is just like, yeah, maybe the cat's not an asshole. Maybe you're just paranoid. 
Like, I don't know if, like, she just had, like, bad experiences with cats when she was younger. I don't know. She's just annoying. Well, they try to make... I think they try to make it off like a... She's inherited some of uh, her mom's superstition about cats, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's true, right? Because she does seem very sensitive about uh, him doing her accent. Making, yes. Making fun of her. <laughs> her See, Bella Lugosi <laughs> accent. <laughs> I mean, it seems like she would have even a tiny trace of that accent if her mother had it. Like some, she taught her to speak for fuck's sake. I guess she's just living, living in America too long. I would, I would probably also say that it was some kind of... Uh, what are the, what are, what's the non-racist term for a gypsy? Rome, Roman, Roma. Romain, R- Roma. Yeah. Stephen King is like a hard-on for Roma culture, and like, it's in a lot of his books. So it, I'm thinking that's what this is related to. But, so, uh, my only other issue with this story as far as like the whole, like, scale thing that they a, constantly fuck up. I got a, a question for you guys real quick. Did you guys know that gypsies were real when you were young of course i assume that they were just you know (laughs) like uh i i you know like like narwhals or dolphins they're just fake (laughs) i'm just kidding not like that but you know it's like oh there aren't really any gypsies they're just they're just people that are roaming Well, I mean, what do you mean by really gypsies? There's not really witches, but they, they're people that exactly. call themselves witches. Witches. Uh, they're used exactly the same way in stories, so I assume You're right. that they I were... I mean, they aren't really magic. Not fictional things. The, the part of them that's fictional <laughs> is that they actually have any magic power. Which is almost... If there's a gypsy in a movie, or a Roma in a movie, then it all it invariably will have magic powers, or be evil in some way, because that's the only, like... All we want to do is just other them, like make yeah. them feel like they're some other kind of species, because they don't. They want to be nomadic. <laughs> like that's literally, ah, dog muck, gypsy scum, or whatever the fuck from uh, uh, Hot Fuzz. No, crusty jugglers. <laughs> so, um, crusty jugglers is such a good insult. <laughs> it's like a scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. So, um, the cat gets stabbed in this first exchange where the uh, troll's trying to suck out her breath and the cat saves her and then gets framed for the cat, for the bird murder. The cat gets stabbed by the troll's, like, knife, and the, and the wound is, like, the size of a silver dollar, and it's, like, pretty obvious it couldn't have been caused by this bird. Like, that bird would have done nothing to that cat. That was a huge cat. Yeah, the, the, the husband even calls it out. Yeah. He's like... But then at the end, he he specifically says, I wasn't aware that Polly had such a big pecker. Pecker. (laughs) (laughs) Another Stephen King thing to say if there ever was one. He just just loves those nobody would ever use that term terms. Those are his fucking bread and butter. (laughs) It's a wordsmith, man. I love it. (laughs) So, um, but then to fast forward a little bit to the end so I can finish my complaint... The fucking knife is, like, G.I. Joe size. Yeah. That's a little stupid to me. Like, why did you have to make it so small? It couldn't have caused the wound that you fucking made with special effects. I thought it was a a different knife. Was this even smaller dwarf knife? He's dual-wielding. Yeah. One was a sword as compared to him. And the other one was his toothpick size? And one was his dagger. (laughs) 
that other one <laughs> was so small it could never cause I, damage to anything. I, I follow I follow along with what you're saying. I just didn't feel like putting much thought on it. It just, I just wanted to see that sword that they actually used, which was like one of those like wavy bladed, like really evil looking swords. I wanted them to find that sword, not some cheap looking little fucking sculpy <laughs> piece of shit that they put together at the last minute for this dude to pick up and be like, what? A tiny sword? See, this whole thing is the opposite of the way I remember it as a kid. Because I remember, I remember the, you know, the cool doll and uh, eventually having a battle with the cat. And uh, all the dolls, like the uh, troll effects, those are all really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. The thing that that I have reversed somehow in my memory is the eventual death of the troll, where it goes to the fan. It's like in my mem- in my mind, I remember it going straight through the fan, and you see the splatter on the other side. Yeah. Where that doesn't happen in this, you see the splatter in front of the fan. Yeah. And it's really not as graphic as I remember it. <laughs> it's still pretty graphic. Yeah, there's a little severed there's a little, arm. There's literal severed arms and legs. There's See, a little hand, and she says, we're not telling anyone. Uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, there's clear evidence here. I found a little hand. A little man hand. You want to do surgery on it? You can see it literally is a tiny man's hand. Excuse me, doctor. I found a little man hand in my home. My only explanation for this is that she's, like, got some kind of a gypsy reason not to. I guess so. Like, her mom was like, if you ever do find a chopped up gnome, don't tell anyone. Because that's bad luck for some reason. I don't fucking know. He who tells of the trolls. Gets the boy's hole. So uh, they let the cat stay because it protects them from fucking mythical creatures they didn't know existed. And then they get the false scare at the end. It's like, is the cat going to steal her breath? It's like, nope, just licks her drink on the mouth <laughs> after eating an t- entire raw fish. It's like, It'd be oh, so disgusting. Oh, yeah. nasty. Fuck Not you. A mighty feast for that cat, man. I, I wasn't convinced that it was a whole raw fish the cat ate. I think it was just... Well, he didn't eat the whole thing. He's got He's just leaving it in the floor. For tomorrow. No. Dead fish. <laughs> that cat could not have eaten that much fish. I think that was dinner, and then they were just like, we have this that we don't eat, which is the fish's head. I, no, I felt like that was a, that was like special cat treat. It's like, hey, we all know that you slayed the We're going to buy you a whole fish. Here's an entire the, fucking... Stay, and here's your, your uh, champion's feast. Well, there would have also <laughs> been 17 piles of champion's puke if that cat <laughs> ate that fish. <laughs> But whatever. Yeah, Phil, I mean, Philip's right, but yeah, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still going along with, like, if my cat's protecting me from some sort of supernatural creature... I would give it a champion's fu- feast. They're getting fucking prime rib for dinner, yeah, Whatever they ask for. Yeah, like... I'm going to bring all the most delicious meat-related foods to this cat, and whatever it eats is what it gets. You guys ready for the next one? Yep. Yeah, my 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 takeaway on, on, uh, on both of these... Because I think body bags is, is a... A little more You know, you can save this for after we're done. When we're picking which one we like better. I wasn't going to go that much. Yeah, right, fuck, fuck it. No, nope, we're done here. <laughs> no, nope. Chief is quitting the podcast. No, nope, continue. All right. <laughs> All right, so Body Bags, directed by John Carpenter and Toby Hooper, and I believe, who's the other one? Oh, Larry Sulkis, uh, who I think he did some stuff on Carpenter, other Carpenter movies. Yeah, he was a writer on some of the uh, later era Carpenter. Right, right. Ghost of Mars, it looks like. They live. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the synopsis is, 
Three short stories in the horror genre. The first about a serial killer. The second about a hair transplant gone wrong. And the third about a baseball. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Vague. It's also really weird to me. Like, it, <laughs> it makes sense, but it's really weird to me that this was, like, a made-for-TV movie. Whenever you consider it was Showtime in 1993, that makes perfect sense. But it's still, it's still just weird. Well, they were supposed to be their version of Tales from the Crypt, but they yeah. decided not to do the series. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, let's just take these three and we'll put them in a, a movie directly for Showtime. Right. Like, this is still the point when Showtime and, like, what else would have been around then? Showtime? Would have just been HBO. HBO? Yeah, HBO's been around for a long time. Yeah. Longer than Cinemax, that would have been around, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's still... I think those Cinemax, three were yeah. the main ones. Yeah, so it's it's a period of time where, like, made-for-TV movies actually made sense to be put on there and were probably at least somewhat worth a damn in comparison to now. Where... Oh, well, they were having them made. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was... Yeah. It was, like, commissioned work. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's like, the, it's like how um, Netflix gets movies made now, sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes they just buy them after they're done, but whatever. Um... They're pretty much just handpicking content for their sh- for their station, which makes sense. Um, to be honest, I don't like a lot of the like free broadcast movies. Like the really the only difference is that these are being paid for on a subscription based purpose or uh, service, so they can have boobs in them. Yeah, even if it's just for a second, where they won't where they get st- stuck. <laughs> hey, there was a second set of boobs on a severed body. Oh yeah, there are lots of dead boobs. <laughs> Notice how I said they severed kind of don't body. Count. <laughs> uh, it was a body that's body. been severed from a head, so it was a <laughs> severed body. Out of curiosity, because you guys have been following, you know, stuff from John Carpenter for a lot longer than I have, uh, and also related to the Tales from the Crypt, has he always looked like the Crypt Keeper? Because more or less, I mean, he's made. I mean, he looks a little more dead in this movie, for obvious reasons, but, like, he looks like, he's always looked like this. He just looks like a, just a skinny, just borderline mummy. This is how you have to look if you want to make a fuckload of horror movies. Yeah, and play awesome music. That too. I know when he was directing, when he's directing, he keeps his hair back in a ponytail a lot of times, and his, of course his skin isn't so, like, like I said, dead looking, but... Yeah, they, you know, they special effects him up, but he definitely already had the monster face to go with the special effects. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he was, he was in his 50s here, and that's not really that old, but he still just looks rough. I think he was a long-time smoker, too. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe he should have watched Cat's Eye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... The first one, it says it's about a serial killer, so let's get on with it. Yeah, alright. Yeah, well, there, there's a little more, like, in-between interludes here, because John Carpenter is playing, like, this coroner in uh, a morgue. He's the corny coroner. Yeah, he is. He makes all sorts of lame jokes. Like, it starts out with him just drinking formaldehyde. Yeah. Uh, which I'm really glad they came back to that with a joke later. A joke by Tom but, Arnold. But, uh, he... <laughs> Yeah, why? Fucking Donald, why? I don't know. I guess they couldn't get a third director to make a cameo. Although they'd already had two two other directors in cameos. Yeah. Why didn't but, they just have the other director of these movies be the other guy? Is what I don't understand. He's not even credited. What do you mean? Uh, if you click on him, it's uh, whatever his name, Sulkus. But he's uncredited? That's yeah. fucking lame. And they had a bunch of yeah, they had but, a bunch of outside directors come in too and do cameos. So surely they could have used one of those guys. Most of it's in the first story, which I think is the best. 
It's probably an issue where of just scheduling. Tom Arnold is always available. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> we'll just get Tom Arnold. It's like, hey, you want to leave the house I don't have for a, a little while? Tom Arnold. No, me neither. Yeah. Dude, dude, true lies. Yeah. That's enough said. <laughs> Give me the goddamn page! <laughs> so, anyway, John Carpenter, he, he is like, oh, we're in a morgue. Let's talk about interesting ways these people fucking died. And then, so, he'll, he'll make a bunch of uh, lame, lame jokes. And actually, he... if you're paying attention, <laughs> his segues into stories are not actually related to the stories. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> Which, you know... Uh... I kind of wish they had been. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? There's only there's only one that's even like halfway. Yeah, it would, it would have made way too much sense to so do that. So the first story is that a girl <laughs> has got a new job at this gas station. It's one of those ones where it's just like a service station, but then there's also a gas station connected to it, and the gas station part is just like a cube. It's like the ones that are outside of Walmarts, where yeah, it's just big enough for one person to be in, yeah, and uh, they got grab a, a certain amount of like random items. Yeah, most of them are cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. This, like this is way bigger than those. You are right, but the reason why I say it's way bigger is because the like, for example, those ones outside Walmart. Like looking at those, I'm just like, where the fuck's the bathroom? Yeah, like what's the person do? They, like, there is no they probably bathroom. go to Walmart. Yeah, they just go <laughs> over to the Walmart. They just yeah. do a ship change. But they, they have to cross this entire large... Just imagine, if you're in a bathroom emergency, you have to go across a, a Walmart parking, like, lot. parking lot. No. To the back of the store. Fuck where the that. Bathroom well, there's a toilet is. in the front of the store Is there? Yeah. It's usually yeah. always in the back. There's both. There? There's okay. one in the back and the front. Well, I that's to, not as I've bad as I thought it would Walmarts. be. <laughs> oh, it's not so bad. Walking through the whole store would have been way worse because there's an, always a fucking million people getting in your way because nobody's paying attention. <laughs> oh, especially when the the bathrooms up front are closed for cleaning. Yeah, yes. that when that does happen, that is the absolute worst. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so then I'll just get my fucking, you know, one ring out and make the goddamn journey to fucking Mordor <laughs> into the back of the store. Is it seriously is a trek? <laughs> okay, so she's there. It's her first night. Uh, there's also been uh, reports of a serial killer in Haddonville, oh, hmm. which uh, you know is a reference I to th- Halloween. I thought it was Haddonfield. Haddonfield. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it is. When I said the wrong thing. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that like slightly related to just Halloween lore in general? Like, doesn't that mean something? Haddon. That's or... the the town where the Halloween takes place. Well, the movie Halloween. I just meant like Halloween, like the holiday. I don't think so. No. I thought it was, but maybe they just made it up for that movie. Probably then... research to be done on that. But, but whatever. Yeah, the... so she gets there. Uh, she walks in, starts talking to uh, the, the guy before her who's rightfully creepy, as we'll, we'll find out. And he's like, hey, I'm Bill. You know, here's the keys. Bathroom's over there. Here's this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, cut up a bit before, you know, he walks off. And then she's left there all by her, by herself. And, like, I don't know how far out of town this is. I assume, like, a decent piece. But, like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, would... I would lose my mind. Because I'm just in a... Like, I'm in my shack of safety. But it's just night out. And it's like, the only light I have is the fucking gas station. I just have to look out in the night and be like, what the fuck's gonna roll up on me now? Like, I don't know. I would go crazy. This is a terrible job. Well, I mean, especially it's, like, the only thing she can look at... It's like... (laughs) Is a window to this darkened lot. Yeah. 
It's like uh, when I worked at a gas station, it was you know a full convenience store. Right. So it's How like there's always something are. to do. Right. They're not. You're not just gazing out to avoid. <laughs> well, she was doing her homework, but yeah. The reason she's obviously taking this job is because she'll have time during her shift to study because not that many people are out at one a.m. getting gas. It just yeah, isn't like, that common. As and that's you... all this is. There's no fucking. There's no snacks to be had at this station. Oh, I don't think she has any kind of convenience items there. It's really, just gasoline. Uh, well, I do. They do sell smokes because uh. I didn't notice that. Well, yeah. uh. Wes Craven asked for some smokes. Oh, okay. Some coronets or anything. <laughs> Dude, he was really creepy. He was yeah. the one who was like, yeah, you want to go back to my car? I got some bourbon in there. Well, this is like a big... Per- it's like this whole thing is a big parade of cameos where people are being various shades of creepy. Right, because it's it's this first story is a... Who do you think is the guy that's the evil one? That's going to be the one that ends up being the bad guy. Because there's so many people... And then you, and then there's the red herring of the guy that comes up and is like trying to be nice and is like charming and is like, hey, if you ever at this, you know, I'm off, yeah. I'm often at this other place. If you want to come by and swing by one sometime, and he ends up leaving his credit card, and you think, oh, he's gonna come back and murder her because he's the only one who wasn't like overtly the monster. Yeah. But you knew right away, Buck Flower wasn't gonna murder anybody. No. Yeah. Just, he always he's plays just a homeless always man. a homeless man. <laughs> yeah. Always. And you know. Homeless people are not necessarily murderers. Just FYI. Generally I would say speaking, most of the time they're not. Yeah, <laughs> almost always. Just in Prince of Darkness. <laughs> right. Those those homeless were possessed. Yeah, they, so, that wasn't of their not, own homeless volition. Are, are you implying that you've met homeless people that don't seem like they're possessed? Because if you're saying that, I'm going to call bullshit. Homeless people love me. <laughs> I don't know what it is about me, but they see me on the street. It's like I got to talk to that fucking guy. <laughs> Well, that Ooh. sounds like a fun curse to have. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward a little bit. Turns out it's the fucking guy that the only other person who yes, wasn't there was a creepy. There was a tip in here where she, when she locks herself out, she goes into the main like uh, service area. Yeah. To get the spare key, and you see the employee <laughs> of the month, who is Sam Raimi, <laughs> also Bill, who uh, is not the same Bill that she was talking to. He's the dead Bill. <laughs> she finds him whenever... Uh... So it was the guy that was... Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Naughton shows up too. Yeah. He's the guy who's like, oh, you want to get some coffee or some shit like that? Or he, he tells her to go someplace for some fun after... Yeah, he's the one that leaves the credit card and that uh, Philip thought was going to be the killer. Right, right. And David Naughton was the... I don't know if you guys noticed... He's the main character from American Werewolf in London. It literally says Dead Bill in the fucking credits under Sam Raimi. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> we, already, we just said that, Steven. Well, at the time, this came No, out, I'm just saying, I'm talking about the IMDb spoiling it. Like if you were looking through the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's you true. Wouldn't, you wouldn't see the credits until the end of the movie yeah, at right. the time that this came out because true. IMDb didn't exist. Yeah, IMDb, ruining movies one movie at a time. Either by telling you the plot... And it's a completely inaccurate, or showing you a movie poster that has a ton of shit on it that's not in the movie, or by just literally telling you the actual plot. Yeah, so there's a ton of uh, Carpenter regulars in this, and then uh, it turns out to be uh, the dude from uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, Revenge of the Dude from the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So, um, I mean, he looks like a fucking creep. Anyway. Well, he's a Carradine. This, <laughs> like, all right. the Carradines yeah, look like Yeah, how can creeps. you avoid it? Well, the, that was our bread and butter, though, you know? Yeah. Being creeps. So, this is the part, like, once he starts his, like, rampage, is one of the coolest parts of this whole, I love this, this part of the movie it's where, so he's, where he's got his sledgehammer and he's bashing in his bulletproof glass. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. He, I mean... For all intents and purposes, so far as I can tell, he really just broke through that whole thing by himself with a sledgehammer. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> How yeah. fucking awesome would that be to do? Like, that, I want to smash stuff so much sometimes. <laughs> just buy some shit and smash it. Nobody's going to stop you. Yeah, imagine it's just true. You could just go to Goodwill and buy as much shit as you want for like 10 bucks and then smash the fucking just shit Just go there on the particular day when they're rounding up all of the, uh, like, a- dead mugs, the dead mugs walking. Because they get so many, like, dishes and shit that they just round up a fuckload of dishes and throw them away every, like, on a certain day of the week. Because they can't get rid of them. Yeah, imagine being able to just take a sledgehammer and going through, like, Pottery Barn. Oh, man, it'd be so fucking satisfying. But imagine if you could just smash through the window of Pottery Barn and then smash the place up. Yeah, right? I Yeah. It's like, that's part of it, you know? Uh, totally. <laughs> I think the bulletproof aspect... At Goodwill, you can get some shit, like... 1990s fucking printers and shit like that that's there too well yeah i'll have to space it up a little bit because <laughs> i mean who doesn't hate those fucking things <laughs> they break they cost a billion dollars to maintain and the guy that can come and fix them up oh, that nah, turns out he's busy and he's the only fucking one within 100 miles so fuck you fuck those things but for real how goddamn awesome would it be and then to add to that like, he, he busts through this huge fucking bulletproof glass window. It takes him, like, in real life, it probably took him 25 fucking minutes to get all, like, because that was a lot of hits with a sledgehammer. He'd have been exhausted by this time. And he's, like, pulling chunks out as he goes. And then he gets in and is, like, still chasing her. And she's, like, trying to find something to defend herself and keeps finding, like... Dead uh, Bill finds on her. <laughs> well, Fall yeah, I was going to say, she, she finds multiple bodies. And, uh... So now he's chopping down a door with a sledgehammer. So badass! Yeah, this is like the highlight of the movie, and it's the first segment. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> and uh, so this, and, and of course, the guy that had the credit card left behind, he was like, probably was like, fuck, I gotta go back and get my credit card. So he shows back up and is like trying to help her uh, escape this evil dude. Eventually... I can't even remember how, but the the bad guy ends up up underneath the car. Yeah, well, he chases her into the service station, and then he's kind of hiding for the moment. Uh, well, actually, what happens is he he's hiding. She gets in the car. He's getting ready to leave. Uh, he lifts it up, and uh, so so that she can't get the car out, and she's able to get out of the car before it raises all the way up. And um, David Naughton shows back yeah, up. Yeah, David Naughton shows card. up and, and starts <laughs> yeah. starts wrestling him uh, to keep him away from I just him. don't understand. Like, I remember that part. I just don't remember how he got back under the car to be smashed by I it. think it was when he was fighting, they both landed on the ground. Yeah, they when they and, were uh, fighting. They, it just seems unlikely he would have landed up spattered. underneath of something. Well, yeah. what yeah. what happened Whatever. is... It, I mean, it's yeah. less likely than what eventually happened, or more rather likely than what eventually happens, which is that she lowers the car back onto him and it crushes him, even with tires on it. I'm assuming it makes that no she, fucking sense. I'm assuming that she was that he was crushed by the the lift, mechanism by the lift mechanism rather than the actual car. That would make more sense. Well, I mean, plus the car is we don't on a see platform. that, but you know, we wouldn't be able to see it anyway. It's covered yeah. with it'd be covered in get viscera. It covers in school. I don't know, but they, it, <laughs> the uh, 
even if the even if it's kind of cheesy, just the effect of him being crushed and then just splat just yeah. everywhere is oh, it's great. cool. It's definitely cool. Yeah. I was just like, how did that car crush him? That doesn't make any sense. But it, yeah, the mechanism crushing him makes more sense. But then also. That makes it even less likely that during the fight he would have somehow become entangled in this mechanism. Like, why would he be up under there? He, he, well, they were wrestling while she was lowering the car, and he kind of got thrown under it, was kind of stunned. And before, because he had just been smacked in the face with a chair, and then slammed into a shelf. Yeah, and everything like that, so. I guess I just can't picture it, because it, it's a very coincidental thing to have happen. But it doesn't matter, so she crushes him with the, with the lift, and he's just like... <laughs> forgot my credit card. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dude is still alive, the fucking dude that they crushed, and he's just, like, gurgling, and I'm like, that's pretty funny that you're making jokes about the credit card right <laughs> yeah. in front of his dying ass. Like, that I really enjoyed. I don't know what it was. Like, the fact that he wasn't quite dead yeah, yet, and yeah. they were just like, well, guess what, dude who's about to die? No one cares. We are moving on with our lives already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even scared us enough to make us frightened for the rest of this moment. So yeah, that's the best one. I might as well not even talk about the other two. Oh, they're not that bad. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, the they're best. not. None of it is terrible, but that one's by far the best. So the one in the middle's weird. So yeah, it's it's got a different kind of um, like creep showy feel to it. Like there's always there's always different like ways to like be creeped out and scared. Like this one is creepy, just in a like. Ugh, that's fucking gross. It's, yeah, it's like me, the guy that grows all the uh, the. I know I always bring this up, but uh, Joral very Jordan, Jody Verrill, <laughs> Jordy 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 Verrill. Okay. You lunkhead! It's like he's covered. He's covered in all this grass, and it's just like it doesn't seem that harmful, but after over time, it becomes incredibly harmful because he can't even see or do anything because he's yeah. just literally made of grass. And that's kind of what we got here. So. Stacy Keach is a balding man with. He's already got a girlfriend. Kind of doesn't need to go through all this. <laughs> yeah, like, what is his deal? He's an idiot. I don't know. He's already. <laughs> he's already fucking a girl that is way younger than him. I don't understand what his problem is. Well, not only that, but like, <laughs> she's adamant that she's just like it's really not a big deal. Like, she would probably say, "I want you to get a hair transplant or this or that" if she fucking wanted you to. Yeah, like, his hair is thinning on top, and he is just so goddamn concerned about it. Yeah, like, to the exists. point where he's literally spray-painting his fucking head. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just going through, like, a really hard midlife crisis, well, where dude, instead of like, buying a car... That's a real product. Yeah. Oh, I know it yeah. is. Oh, okay, I was just making sure you knew he wasn't just, know. like, spray-painting his head. Do they still make no. that? I don't think so. You have to be an they. idiot to still use that shit. I mean, first of all, there's no way it doesn't cause cancer. <laughs> You're literally spraying it directly in your fucking scalp. It's paint. Honestly, why wouldn't you just have someone tattoo your scalp? I have no idea, man. <laughs> like, I don't understand the whole... All of it. Like, really, the only thing about losing your hair, to me, that's scary, is it just means you're getting older and closer to death. Like, the fact of having less hair, it's like, you know that, like, tons of people don't have hair by choice. Like, they just shave their fucking head. Like... It doesn't matter. Who gives a flying fuck? Yeah, 
You might be able to get the ladies a little easier if you have this, like, nice, quaff, like, beautiful I mean, hair or whatever. he's happy. It's not that much harder to just give a little bit more effort in a different category besides just but hair. But he's also, like, even... happily with the girl that he loves. Yeah, he doesn't even need to get with another girl. Yeah, he like already it's... has a girlfriend. Yeah, it's just not, not even an issue, but he's just so goddamn worried about it. Well, I think that's the whole point, is that it's like, don't be so fucking vain that even despite, not even needing good-looking hair, you still are obsessed with having In the words of Marcellus Wallace, that sting, that's pride fucking with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know he's telling you the truth because he's bald. Yeah. As fuck. fuck. Pride. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats that shit. <clears throat> okay. So he's so fucking, uh, you know, concerned. He sees this, like... We'll fix your hair. And I I fucking, after my first transplant, I bought the company. Well, so, this I think is a really careful. bad commercial because it's like, one, you can tell David Warner is fucking reading every word of this. And his body is not on camera. Why does he always play the weird scientist? It's why just why is his body on camera in his fucking commercial? Ninja Turtles 2. Well, his, uh, his Willy Winka wax factory fell through and then... You know, they found out the secret of the ooze. It's Wally Winker. Uh, it's, it's, it's Willie now. Uh, you, yeah, I couldn't remember exactly. So uh, this is his, his third uh, business venture of just uh, hair replacement. The uh, Roswell hair treatment. Right. <laughs> wink, wink, alien related. Foreshadow. <laughs> so he goes there after watching a couple poorly made uh, infomercials about the hair treatment so they say that he says that it's not a transplant and it's not this it's not that it's not any of this stuff even though in the imdb description it specifically says it was a hair transplant and uh, he's just like we just put this stuff on you we wrap up your head tomorrow you'll look literally however you choose like whichever one of these it's, like looks you choose is how you'll look his options to select from are so funny i love it especially when he, he just he picks just the just the the fabio long hair like he uh, looks like such a scum fuck with long I know, hair, right? Yeah, he does. Like he's acting as though, and also his girlfriend is acting as though he's just like so good looking like this. It's like you have just downgraded to worse <laughs> looking guy. <laughs> you just look like a piece of shit. You can't have that hair and that mustache and his face. Yeah, no, you can't. And Shave he it. has to have a mustache. He has a hair lip. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> Seriously, like a guy who's got a hair lip and has to cover it up with a mustache is concerned about his girlfriend not thinking he's attractive enough because he's going bald? Yeah, exactly. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I guess I don't understand image issues because I've always just looked like a circus clown. <laughs> so, what a harsh thing to say about yourself. <laughs> so, um, it turns out, uh, Halfway through the day, he notices he's got a, what he thinks initially is just a hair in the back of his throat. He's doing this like, <coughs> which is actually really funny because this is kind of a, uh, a prelude to curb your enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> I was just getting like, cause I was yesterday, I was doing all this like, like artwork that I needed to do. And so I was watching curb your enthusiasm in the background and I got to the crazy eyes episode and earlier well, in the one. earlier in the day, I had listened to the episode of our show where D Hart brought up Crazy Eyes because he was in that movie the yeah, other day. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I watched this movie all on the same day, and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? 
It's a, and it's literally the same thing. He has a fucking pubic hair wrapped around his uvula. <laughs> like, and it's caught there. And he's but like, it's God alive. Damn. Yeah, but this one is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one is a tiny snake <laughs> that eats brains. Are these CG snakes? I think they're, um... I think they're claymation. Uh, clay animation. I, it's hard to tell. I mean, they're so small, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they could have been in 93, but I, f- I feel still that they were probably CG. It, or not CG, but uh, claymation. They seemed claymation-y to me. Uh, either way, they look cool. I like them. Um, there's a couple scenes where they're just, like, like barely wider than the width of a hair, and they're, like, crawling around, and then there's one where, it, like, he pulls it out, and does he throw it down the drain, and it's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he also gets a haircut whenever they cut through one of the hairs. It screams. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But guess what? Hair aliens, motherfucker. Aliens. Hair, hair aliens? They've just implanted a bunch of, um, I don't want to say seeds. Yeah, like... the, well, the other cameo in this is uh, Debbie Harry. She's the nurse. Yeah. The, the very inappropriate nurse. They, uh, that's just like nurse. you want. Right. Hello, nurse. <laughs> but yeah, so they're just slowly feasting on him, and whenever he goes in, at this point, he basically looks like he looks like the Wolf Man. Yeah, it's really uh, funny. Well, he's yeah, covered he's... in sores with hairs coming out of him. Yeah, crazy place. They're just like, uh, when we came to this planet, we couldn't live here, but we can feast on your brains. Take him to, um, oh, what is the name they use? Processing or something like that. Which they don't. They don't take him anywhere. He just sits down and they start. You know, plucking the hairs off of them. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Which re- relate, related to my uh, my joke about this being David Warner's third business venture, uh, assuming it's the same guy, I wonder if he's just like, man, I hope they don't find out I'm not an alien. Like, he's just that good at lying about stuff. <laughs> he's yeah, literally I, lying to the aliens about being an alien. I wasn't exactly sure. What is he, is what he those little... Does he have a symbiotic relationship with it? The alien, or the, the aliens worms. put on some kind of uh, or those illusion, baby, or... those baby scientists, those <laughs> aliens, those little. It might be sort of a uh, what is the um, Men in Black situation where he's like they're in a uh, David Warner suit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's four eels. Yeah, he's not a. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Jackson. I am four so good. Didn't mean to make you a daughter cry. I am several worms and not a guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the final, mercifully, again, only three stories long. Last one's got good old Mark Hamill. It's about a baseball player. Yeah. There's a lot of foreshadowing before the accident, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he... It's like, oh, that's... It's like, he's got quite I don't an know. eye. I'm, I'm I was seeing able to it. see it. I'm seeing it real good today. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it's like, well, the talent scouts are here, and they've got their eye on you. Yeah. And it's like, we're just all building up to well, be... something's going to happen to your eye. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out. Uh, you better not pout. Wait. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's driving home from his... From a, he did a great job at the baseball game. He was really able to see those balls coming in. Apparently, that's how he does it. He doesn't yeah. just like swing at the bat. He's really able to see them balls, <laughs> keeping his eyes and on the balls. This guy is fucking terrible. I mean, he, this if he'd been paid to the fucking road and not his goddamn tape, it's another tape, a tape incident. I'm telling you, 
The advent of, of Bluetooth are, technology has saved so many lives. Why are these tapes not in his middle console? Dude. There's too many. There's too many tapes. He's got them in the middle console. He already listened to all those. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's sick of them. He, he just... has a big box of fucking tapes down in the floor on the passenger side where you can't possibly fucking reach them without... Yeah. It's, like, it's like the, the CD Irritating. binder above the... Uh, <laughs> the Why can't I can't think of words today? The, the shield right above The sun you. visor. Sun yeah. visor. Fucking hell. I can't think of words or terms for things. The light shield. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just as fucking dangerous, because you just have to slide that down. It's cutting off part of your vision. you got to drag the disc At out. least you can still see what's in front of you. Yeah, You're not looking at literally the Instead floor. of just laying in your car seat, what what tapes are over here? Yeah, it's all pretty dangerous. Since, the, since inventing music that comes onto a piece of media that you have to then insert into your car stereo, just... That's just deaths. People, <laughs> so many people, I'm sure. He's in, a semi-professional athlete. He should be able to afford a th- CD player in the mid-90s. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. But he might also be, like, a de- like attached to his tape collection. Mm. Yeah. Not that attached, because he doesn't keep them in any kind of order or anything. He just has them in a fucking cardboard box. Anyhow, he and crashes he in a fucking a, huge piece of glass. He's to avoid a deer, which they tell you to never do, because... The deer might move. That tree definitely isn't going to. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but it's pretty unlikely that the deer is going to kill you if it, you crash into it. It could. I've it seen. I've seen. <laughs> well, if like if you cut it, if you smash into its legs, if your car is low enough and it smashes into its legs, it, its whole body can flip over onto the windshield and just smash you. But. That's a pretty. I mean, that's not necessarily going to happen. Deer again, also, like Dehar just... said, you just if you swerve and crash into a tree, that's it. Like you have much better chances of just hitting the brakes and hoping you don't hit it. Deer are also just stupid animals. Like, yeah, they're the worst. It, it just it, if there's a deer in a road, you're just screwed. Because like an example with that, my mother, whenever she was in high school, like stopped in the middle of the road because there was just a deer. And then she just pulled forward a little bit, and the deer just freaked out and jumped into her windshield. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> so I've actually, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I've been hit by multiple deer. I've never hit a deer. Deers have hit the sides of my car. A deer in the middle of Scottsburg once smashed its head through my passenger side window. <laughs> I have a good wrestling story about a uh, a car accident with a deer, but it's not for on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Then I want to hear the story. Yeah, after D-Hart hit the deer, he jumped off, off of his car. He's being an idiot and gets impaled by a huge piece of glass directly into his goddamn eyeball. Right in the fucking eyeball. Like, what a fucking unlikely occurrence. Especially considering that definitely in 93, cars had safety glass, which would have not came into a chunk that, sli- that size. Just roll the die, man. Just bad luck. Yep. So, he rolled a zero, got his eye impaled. And, or whether hit, the deer rolled a 20, I guess. Yeah, it just depends. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I win, <laughs> Mark Hamill. So, uh, he goes to the doctor. The doctors are like, hey, we can transplant you in another eye. Uh, it's a pretty experimental surgery, but if it works, then you should be able to see, and, you know, you'll be able to play baseball again. He's like, yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? You know, if you put it in there and it doesn't work, and you just fucking take it back out or whatever, fuck it. I don't have an eye now. <laughs> You're going to make me have even less of an eye. Oh, uh, I did a little bit of research. Uh, they have not managed to transfer an entire eye. Hmm. Did not know that. 
Nope. They can do parts of an eye. Corneas. Can't do the whole thing. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it makes kind sense because yeah. it's pretty complicated. I don't know how it's they would even do it. very complicated. Yeah. So, so anyhow. You more um, or less have to attach it directly to the brain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's an optical nerve, but how long is it going to be? Really? It's How far is it going? <laughs> right. So, um, they do the eye transplant. It's a complete success. Mark Hamill is back on top, except for he keeps hallucinating shit. Yeah, because this used to be the eye of a serial killer. And then we start getting into a lot of creepy-ass biblical rhetoric as uh, he's just reading through the, the fire and brimstone sections of the Bible. I'm pretty sure this is a uh, this is directly where Simpsons lifted their hair transplant of evil. Because both this this movie has both a alien hair transplant that well, eats you, and then an eyeball that causes you to cause murder. This story is another. There's another movie with this exact story. So it's lazy. not an eye. I think he gets a an arm. There's a hand one also. Yeah, I know there's a hand one because it, the the at the end of that one they ends up cutting the hand off. But whatever. They apparently yeah, body parts is a movie from 1990, no, 1991 with Jeff Fahey. Ridiculous. Who you may remember from The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> or hopefully not, because fuck that movie. <laughs> so, um He's got the he's got the evil eye, if you will, and he's seeing all kinds of horrible shit. Like he sees a hand reaching out of a garbage disposal. He sees a half-buried woman in his backyard. He sees a phantom mom put a cigarette out on him. <laughs> yeah. In his um, eye, right? Well, somewhere near. Well, him. I think it, on probably his, head. his forehead. Yeah, probably. That's that seems like because the, he would have still he. <laughs> he would have he had the eye to have it transplanted. Yeah, exactly. So if he she put a cigarette out in his eye, that probably would have saved Mark Hamill a lot of trouble. <laughs> I wonder if it's possible to do an eye transplant, like in the future. I wonder if you'll be able to transplant a right eye for a left eye. It would seem so, because, I mean... Yeah, but what, like... The reason I ask is because a lot of, like, hand-eye coordination is, like... A conversation between that part of the brain and that eyeball. Like, on the side, or whatever. Because you can get, like, eye-related... Like, or not eye related, but like brain injuries that happen on a particular side of your head could affect the eye on that side of the head. So I just didn't know, like, if it would have, like, left right confusion. If you, it's oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm sure they would be able to figure it out, but whatever. The point I is, figured it out yet. no, they sure haven't. <laughs> they can transplant a whole dick and balls, but they cannot transplant an eyeball. Where do you get donors from? <laughs> dead ass person, man. Give me your dick and balls. <laughs> so, um... It's like, I only want to donate my dick. <laughs> Ron Jeremy. I'm sure he'll donate his dick to science. So, they... Fast forward, if you will. Uh, she's concerned... Her wife... His wife is concerned about him because he's acting like a fucking nut. Oh, yeah. There's because the, he's uh, having pain There's the, the sex scene where you get a get to see a lot of Mark Hamill's ass just like you've always wanted. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> always been champing at the bit to see that booty. Yeah. See that Mark Ham. <laughs> yes, that Mark pressed ham under glass. Mo moons over my Hamill. Yes. Moons over my Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> that was a solid pun. So, um, 
Or wordplay or whatever it is. So he got almost missed it. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> he's like choking her out while they're fucking and like biting her shoulder and he's and she's just like, What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, uh hallucinating, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean I see I things guess. was his explanation. She's like, Alright, bye. Yeah, this <laughs> this story is creepy, but also it's just it's a whole lot of Mark Hamill just crazily ranting at at, at uh, mostly his wife. Yeah, so. I mean, he gets to the point to where he is concerned about his implant. Yeah, being the its origins, of course, being the killer. At that point, have them take it out. Right. Well, I mean, maybe he thinks. It'll just be auditory and visual hallucinations. And Forever? Not... Yeah. And that won't drive me insane. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like... It's he... worth it if I can just get that sweet, sweet baseball contract. <laughs> it, it seems like he, he's... Yeah, right? It seems like he's going to, and then it seems like the serial killer like fully takes over his body, and it's the whole climax of the storyline. Yeah. So, he's outside digging a hole. His wife comes home. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Can you talk to me? And I'm dig digging your grave! <laughs> and then tries to hit her uh-huh. with the fucking shovel. He ties her to the table by her hair, which I'm pretty sure is not a thing. I don't know if you've ever tried to tie hair into a knot. It doesn't really work. Especially not the way he's doing it in a matter of seconds. But, whatever. Mark Hamill apparently has evil hair tying skills that are transferred to him through this eyeball. So, he's got the garden shears, which were the murderers who, when he was alive, his murderer weapon of choice. And he is about to kill her with him, and she's like, no, but the Bible! And he's Remember, like... Remember, it's like the the dedication to your the yeah, unborn son or whatever. this is you, and you're, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, well, guess I'm fucking... Like, he comes to the conclusion, the eye is causing this, Right? So he takes the garden shears and stabs him through the eye into his own fucking brain. Like an idiot. I feel like you could probably rip out your eye if you really wanted to. Oh, you totally could. <laughs> it would not even be hard. And if you didn't have the stomach to actually rip out your eye, guess where you're at? The kitchen. Guess what can rip out an eye real easily? Ice cream scoop, spoon, melon baller. There's a hundred things in there. Corkscrew. Corkscrews work perfectly. I'll cut out his heart with a rusty spoon. Why a spoon? Because that movie sucks. <laughs> I still enjoy it, even though it's bad. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, we get a few more little quips from our uh, ghoulish uh, director, John Carpenter. Yeah, it turns out he's actually one of the, the bodies that should be in here. Yeah. He's like, oh, here they come. I better get back in the bag. Tom Arnold and uh, Toby Hooper come back in and... They're doing surgery on him, and he's, like, making faces at the camera during the surgery, and it's just like, all right. I think this is the second Toby Toby Hooper movie you guys have done. Because I know you did Poltergeist at some point before. Yeah, we did. Which is actually a Steven Spielberg movie. (laughs) If rumor is to be believed, and if you watch it... (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you want to believe the rumors, and if you want to watch the movie... Because it... It's, only, it's not like anything else he's ever fucking done. Since or before. Yes. And it's just like a Steven Spielberg movie and has a ton of Steven Spielberg references in it. Well, I wonder who made it. We've also done uh, The Mangler. Toby Hooper did that as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That one, actually, I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. We haven't done 
either of the te- he did the second one also Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, so I, was, I thought he did at least one, and he yeah, yeah he did the first two, and then he also did uh, oh we did Funhouse also that was a Toby Hooper. Movie. Oh yeah, that's I was right. gonna say I know he's done more than that. For Toby uh, but we have not done Life Force or Invaders from Mars. Well, well you know, there's always next week. <laughs> Invaders from Mars has the giant meatball monsters in it. Yeah, the effects are good. It's just the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, that's it, y'all. Um... Yeah, bring up uh, that diggity scale. Yeah, let me direct your attention to the diggity scale. Which one do you guys prefer? I have a real hard time with this because most of the stuff in the cat's eye, I'm either like middling to positive on. Don't you mean... But I really like the first story. Slight rise of diggity to a fair amount of diggity on? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'd say fair fair and fair and just enough. Yeah. On everything in Cat's Eye. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. My main issue with Cat's Eye is I hate the soundtrack. Because it, it... It's not that bad. We've certainly had worse soundtracks. We have, but the thing is, like, this, I actually know... What like, about the covers? The covers are okay, but <laughs> I don't give funny. that... I don't give that much of <laughs> shit about the police, man. That's basically this entire movie. The it's, whole point was just the, I'll be watching you. It's not the of being the police. Like, they could have just... The, if it had been slightly later, they could have put the Puff Daddy version of it in there. Yeah. Um, it, but it would be a cover of the Puff Daddy version. <laughs> True. But it's it's the borderline, like, MIDI soundtrack for the triumphant, like, cat running away music. I like that gets it. me. Uh, oh, I hate it. Um, Cheats. The whole soundtrack of that uh, Sam Neill movie we watched the other day was just heavy breathing. Yeah, I didn't oh, notice. Yeah. You didn't notice that, but you're like... Oh no, a 12 second midi of a cat being victorious is just yes. too much for me to bear. Because it's enough to annoy me. <laughs> right, I, I, if, if I can ignore it, I won't have anything to say about Cheats it. Cheats is just used to continuously hearing heavy breathing, so he just... Okay, so, for <laughs> where are we at with Cat's Eye? Oh, I'm definitely giving Cat's Eye a fair amount of diggity. It's, it's, it's between that and just enough diggity. I'm pretty... I'd say both of these movies belong right there between those two. I would put I would put uh, body bags between slight and fair, slight rise and a fair amount. I would say a fair amount. I I, I, if, I yeah. If anything, firmly in that category where Cat's Eye was just a a, a hair above. <laughs> yes. It's I I feel like they both end up just around fair amount because yeah. But uh, with body bags, it's the first one is like pulling the others. Yeah, without that one, it's kind of, like, not nearly as good. <laughs> Body Bags had some sweet John Carpenter-composed music, though. It does. That's true. And it that... also had those sweet claymation snake hair, which were cool. I like them a lot. Anyway. Yeah, I, I like I like Body Bags enough. Um, I, I Going into this, I thought I was going to like Body Bags more. I guess getting ready to start, and as we've talked about, like I I like Cat's Eye a little bit, a little bit better. But both of these, I think, are good, like, like middleweight kind of movies yeah. that are yeah, over both totally serviceable this would definitely yeah. enter someone's like i would i would be fully on board with someone being like yeah i'm gonna do the 30 days of october or whatever and these are gonna be two of the movies i'm gonna watch it, fully fully fits in the top 30 of an october i, I guess I, I guess i guess i have to go with uh cat's eye just because yeah. overall like the just a number of stories that i have a positive reaction to Right. They're just it's higher. higher. Yeah. 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 It's just a numbers game at that point. I think what it is is Drew Barrymore just shined us all into liking it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. 
I kind of feel like that's the worst segment. <laughs> I mean, aside from like, I really like the troll though. Yeah. But I just don't care about the family. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the mom is the worst. <laughs> like 100%, the only reason I like the last story is because the cat. That's it. That's a good enough you reason. Don't, you don't like that troll? That's well, okay, I'm troll. sorry. The troll, the troll's great. <laughs> yes, you're right. I like the troll a lot. All right, so uh, I think we're pretty well anonymous, but yeah, we, I definitely recommend. Well, where, where are you, Stephen? I'm I'm uh, sticking with my man JC. I like body bags better. Okay. Yeah, I can't imagine another scenario where I'd pick something where I could imagine a duo where John Carpenter wouldn't get it. Yeah. But this is definitely. But I mean, this isn't just John Carpenter though. This is. Yeah, it's got Toby Hooper bringing down a rent. <laughs> that fucking guy with his fucking not even credited ass. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one he directed, I'm sure it was the worst one. Yeah, I mean either yeah. way, Steven... I, I have a, I like, I like Mark Hamill too, though, man. Like, I, I do, and I like Stacy well. Keach a lot too. Like, I, I really thought, I really didn't have a problem with any of the stories in Body. Well, Bags. I mean, I didn't have a specifically a problem necessarily. It's just, yeah, I just like, I just like Cat's Eye better. So uh, three to one. I like the second story in Cat's Eye better than any of the other stuff. To me, yeah. the but I like the three stories in body bags more than the other two stories in Cat's that's, Okay. That's perfect. Like, this is, it's a fucking close race on both these, man. Yeah. So, in other words, we recommend them both, especially if you're trying to watch some well, anthologies. Well, if, if you haven't seen them, yeah, check they're, they're totally worth it. Totally worth a watch. And they're reasonably linked. That is one thing I cannot stress enough that we don't end up with on this podcast a lot is a movie that is an hour and a half and still pretty good. Well, especially when it's, like, anthologies, because typically those last a little longer. Yeah, yeah, they try to squeeze in a couple extra ones. Yeah, they try to put in a fourth or fifth story. It's like, and it's always shitty and thrown together. Like, I watched that uh, that Edgar Allan Poe anthology one, The Two Evil Eyes, on uh, Tubi the other day. And there's, like, a few ads on Tubi, but it was, like, already a two-hour movie, plus, like... Oh. God. 15 fucking minutes of ads and I was like Jesus Christ well, it wouldn't have been it's, 15 it's not minutes really, if it was only two of it's them it's not really like an anthology it's because it's two stories to me it feels like it's not doesn't count it doesn't count no, unless it's three I, or more I totally agree with you <laughs> I what is what counts as an anthology how many stories does it have to be I just said I don't, I don't know I mean I don't know if there's a specific definition well, let's I ask guess. Wikipedia but it, to me it doesn't feel right Unless there's at least three. It just says a published collection. You know? Well, because it, the Holy Trinity. So now we have to look up what 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 comes as a collection. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you look at if you look at that, anthologies typically, um, you know, applies to books, and you have a lot more room to work with in books than you do in film. So, I think you gotta have at least three to make a collection. If it's two, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> you just happen to have two. Yeah. <laughs> two is I'm thinking about starting a collection. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, now that I got these two, maybe I'll get more. But this is not a collection yet. <laughs> yep. Three at least. That's the rule. I got one piece of feedback from Clay, and he said, Do you guys know the feeling when you make a really good decision, like watching Poltergeist, and then make a really really terrible decision like watching poltergeist 2 <laughs> i just watched poltergeist 2 the other day because i didn't remember any of it i don't quite you know it's like it's bad but three is even worse like i'm curious though because i haven't seen them in 
almost 30 years, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely relate with you because we do that shit all the time. Yeah. Well, like every week, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We always wax roll the work dice. and then wax work too, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, wax work fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> A wax in time. <laughs> The director whacks off in your face. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for the feedback, Clay. Yes, we all relate with you there. We know that exact feeling you mean. If you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on iTunes, where they can download all of our episodes for free. They can also stream them from unitedcypher.com, TuneIn, or most other places you find podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to podcasts that we listen to on the regular, check out Nerdonomy, present Nerds on Film, uh, Sean vs. Wild, Trick or Treat Radio, uh, and plumbing the Death Star. Uh, hit us up with some feedback and we'll address it on the show. You can find us on Twitter at MPM Podcast or on Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown. You can find us on Facebook as well. With that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Bill the Ducky Collins. Cheats McGee, Master Cats. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time. It was too hard to see.